This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, Spotifyers. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. back to another episode of swans cast podcast i'm sure the intro video was lagging a bit i don't know if it was on your screen but maybe it was just mine this hope it didn't um, get into the final cut but uh we go on anyway so welcome back um i got lee with me again been a couple of weeks since we did our last proper podcast hello good to be back i know you joined me for the preview for the hell game the other day uh but the last podcast was with uh, an ex-player jason price so if you haven't already checked that out uh, you can go and have a look at that. So it was a good chat. I think it was about an hour, hour and a half long about what it used to be like to play for Swansea uh, back in the late end of the 90s and early 2000s and living in the area, becoming a footballer, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, have you been otherwise like been a couple of weeks? So we've been up to. Yeah, not bad. It's been uh, it's been quiet for me, actually, last couple of weeks. Um, trying to think. Went to the wrestling in Cardiff. It was good. Was it? Just overrated. No, I loved it. It was great. I saw someone took a picture of their seat, and I was just like, "You can't see anything." I know. I got to be honest. I was quite high up, and in my pic, in the pictures I took, it looks awful, but you could see everything. Just so small, isn't it? Like it's bad enough in a football game or a rugby game, and you're up there, and the pitch seems so far away, and then this is just a small square in the centre. I yeah no honestly I the the pictures are awful but I found where we were sitting was like you could see everything and my eyes are terrible as well. <laughs> oh yeah, well definitely. Look sure at the atmosphere then. Yeah. yeah. Sure, I was going to say. Do you have any signs? No, no, nothing like that. Just no. a, just a few beers. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I haven't been up to much either. Just a general, obviously, big weekend, big bank holiday weekend, just gone. Did watch yeah. the telly. Um, not usually that into that sort of stuff, but thought you know it's one of them where kind of if you didn't watch it, it's like you missed out in a way. 
I just wanted yeah, to see yeah, what's going on. Yeah, it did feel like that. Just felt a bit, um, I don't know. Like, I was doing other things while I was on in the background, so it wasn't like, because it was, let's be honest, it was just watching people walk in for miles, so it seemed like <laughs> yeah, a delight. It was, it was. Fair play to them. Yeah, like, I was just tired at the end of it. I ended, so, I ended up watching it all, I did, because I like, I like that sort of stuff. I was quite into the history of it all. I quite like it, and um, it's a bit of like military background in my family, so I'm like proper into it. But yeah, it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's what I like. I don't really follow the royals or nothing, but um, I do like the history stuff behind it because it's just interesting in it to know where the country yeah. was before, and I know there's all these politics about people kicking yeah. off about certain things, which I'm not going to go into here, um, but. I think for that day you can leave it to the side in it and just you either watch it, you don't yeah. have to watch it. And uh, but I just yeah, fair play to the guys walking all that distance for, and the guys carrying the coffin as well. I thought like, yeah, class, fair play. I don't uh, yeah, I just did. go on. No, I was gonna say it's just there's, I I like it because there's there's nothing else like it, like nowhere else in the world. Yeah, apparently it was like, like nobody has what we've got. Billion or five billion people across the world watched it. That's crazy. Yeah. No one else has got what we've got. It's quite good. It's like sixty yeah, percent of the world's population, or something. Yeah, nobody does like pomp and ceremony like the British. I'm skeptical of that figure, though. Like sixty percent. Yeah, of the I know. Yeah, population. I'm sure about that. How do they get that figure? How accurate is it? Because I'm like, I don't know. Just how many of the world's population live in China for a start, and I can't really see them airing it. Yeah. Well, I like, don't know. They get a lot of like tourism from China. Yeah, yeah, but I just—I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I'm skeptical. Yeah, that. Are the government allowing that? You know what I mean? I just. Well, you know, um, my, well, you know, my my partner's got family in Italy, and yeah. uh, her family they had like a in Italy they had like a full day special of it, like it was all over the TV, and they like Italy's not in the Commonwealth either, so they had a massive yeah. like program for it because people are into it. Yeah, I think it's a big thing in here. Like it's it's just they don't really do much anymore today. There's just more like tourist attraction, I guess, in a way. I know it's more yeah. than that, but people yeah. are just interested, I guess. So, you know. I think yeah, yeah I, I think it's interesting. Views, but yeah, it's uh that's another one perhaps for a different debate to leave it there. Because I'm well, sure some people yeah. probably like, can they just shut up about <laughs> you enough about it? Yeah, so well all all yeah. Well, all I will say on it, just final note, is just can we just please keep politics out of Welsh football? It's just becoming rife for the moment. Just keep it away from football. Yeah. There's there's one thing just Do having around for two minutes or having a two minute silence, like they need to take it further, really. Yeah, but people are using like football sort of rivalries to you know, yeah. you make their decision on politics. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> we have some nice comments now, probably. But um, <laughs> if you weren't offended or didn't dislike anything what we just said, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Um, the big red button probably below where the is on the screen. Or if you're on Spotify, you can follow us or any other podcast service. I'm sure there's a follow button wherever you're listening. Um, and leave a like as well if you're watching on YouTube as well, because it helps spread the videos and the channel to more people, to more people who want to follow Swansea City stuff and talk and get involved in Swansea City stuff. So really would appreciate anyone that does click that thumbs up, as we do every week to the people that do it. So thank you very much. Anyway, going into the actual content of this video, 
I'll start off with my three-word week review, or it could be a three-word couple of weeks review because we haven't done one for a couple of weeks. Um, but before we get into that, the agenda to follow, we've got three games to touch on. We're not going to run in chronological order to everything that happened in these games, but we're going to talk about themes and general points, and that is Swansea's win against QPR. Three home games, actually, because of the postponement of the Birmingham game. Swansea yeah. won QPR nil. Swansea nil, Sheffield United won. And Swansea three, Sheffield United. Well, we have Sheffield United. Hull City, sorry. <laughs> um, Swansea three, Hull City nil. And also, I've got another little game for you to play, Lee. So that is who oh, played yeah. when Swansea last played. I should say who started, really, not who played. Because it's using play twice. But who started when Swansea played West Brom in 2012 at the Liberty Stadium and won 3 1. So you can start thinking about that for later. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite games to watch, that is. Yeah. So I thought I'd chuck it in yeah. there, seeing as West Brom. I know the game. To start thinking about that. Yeah. Okay. So my three word couple of weeks review. Energy brings points. So I'm referring to a couple of changes, specifically in the attacking roles in the team, that Russell Martin has made um, either by bringing in youth or by injury in the last game specifically. That just highlight maybe where we have been going wrong in the past, or not the past, but like earlier this season with some of the personnel on the pitch and what they are offering. And I think certain personnel who are now playing, highlighting issues with personnel who have been dropped that we perhaps didn't realise until we've seen what these other people are offering. But we'll go into a bit more detail in that. Have you got a, a, a three words that's relevant to that or is yours different and we'll touch on it later? Yeah, no, it's kind of on the same thing. I've just got like better. Just, just got to be the biggest word out there at the moment. Just better. Um, and then I've got hope and caution. So yeah, the caution probably comes after the games. We can talk about that after. But uh, I think yeah, my first two words better and uh, and hope sort of goes hand in hand with what uh, what you've been saying there about the personnel changes. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into detail about it. So. <clears throat> the first main personnel change, and this isn't necessarily the most relevant to my three uh, three words, but think I think we should perhaps touch on it first. The big one, because we haven't touched on a couple of games, so this, the first one was Swansea against QPR, where we won 1-0. And the big change was bringing in Stephen Bender in goals. Now, I didn't see that coming. I don't know about you. No, I didn't, I didn't think he would do that. I honestly didn't. Um, I missed the QBR game. That was the day I went to the wrestling. But when I saw the lineup come out and it was Bender, just didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, I believe the, that is the first game, if I'm correct. I think yeah. the Stoke City game was Fisher. Yeah, I believe Fisher was the one I, I called out for, perhaps being at fault for us not winning that game. Um, yeah. Going back a couple of weeks now, I can't accurately remember it. But. Um, Bender coming in here, did not see it happening. I didn't think, we were saying a couple of times earlier this season, Martin's too stubborn to change his approach of how he wants to play and he'll keep going until they do it right. But he did make, he has made tweaks. He has, he has actually made tweaks to the system. And one of the big things he did was bringing in Stephen Bender, who I thought was out of the club in the summer. And the only reason he's still yeah. here is because he refused to go, basically, or Peterborough wouldn't pay the fee that we were asking for. Um, 
but clearly and and Russell Martin's been talking about him well saying that he's applied himself well he's come come back from his loan spell last year as a different person to the player he was when he first came to the club or Martin first came to the club last summer obviously started for Martin originally had a couple of games before um dropping down for Hamer before we brought Fisher in and yeah, so I think Bender's done well. So fair, fair play for getting himself back in the picture, I guess, because everyone was like, Fisher's Martin's man, he's not going to drop him, but he has. And I believe the main reason that he's dropped him is for the... the not I, 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 can't, I don't know the word it really, but like Fisher likes to play the short passes. That's his game. That's why he brought him in, really, because Fisher likes to keep the ball, pass it to the defenders, play the short balls, and that's how Martin wants to play. That's perhaps been one of the biggest areas that we are being vulnerable and attacked by opposition. And I don't know whether it's, it must be like in Fisher's mentality that he just always programmed to look for that short ball. And he's struggling to sometimes think, actually, I should clear it on this occasion. Like it must be something that yeah. Fisher's struggling to adapt to. But Bender, not so much. Bender hasn't seemed to have an issue with like clearing it where it needs to be cleared. And that seems to be the main reason why the change has happened. Yeah, but, that, but that's what's confusing to me because it depends where that instruction is coming from. If, um, you know, if Russell Martin says, you know, we, we play out from the goalkeeper no matter what, then that's fair enough. But it seems like now that since he's brought Bender in, like he doesn't do that as much that, like you said, it seems like Fisher was kind of doing that off his own back, which seems a bit strange to me. Because that goal against Stoke literally comes from him trying to play out of the back like last minute yeah. and then it causes us conceding the free kick. So it makes total sense in that, you know, if that's what he keeps doing, it keeps getting us into trouble. Um that he's that he's dropped him. That just seems weird. Like why would he keep doing that and keep getting us trouble if that's not what the manage you know the manager's instructions are? I think it's like the manager's instructions probably are to do it, but it's like also use your head sometimes. Yeah. And perhaps yeah, it depends. he's just always like thinking, oh, I can pull this off. And then ultimately it's not usually like his pass necessarily that gets intercepted yeah. and we're in trouble from that. He's just playing a pass to somebody who maybe then hasn't got an option and they're struggling or they're playing back to him and now he's under pressure and, and then, you know, it's started, it's hard to get out of then. And um, perhaps he just isn't seeing it quick enough. He's like, Maybe. I can play it, I play it to no one, I can play it to Kabango, and they'll get the ball, and that's fine. But all of a sudden, there's two men on them, and they're in trouble. But I don't know, like, I guess it's, you know, because Bender, like, against Hull in the last game, he's still playing short passes to the defence. It was once or twice in the second half that they did do it and get into trouble still. So it's not like he hasn't been doing it sometimes. No, but he's, he's just doing it less at the right time. Yeah, kick it away where he needs to kick it away. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird though. I just thought um, that's why I didn't see it coming because I thought, uh, you know, Fisher had, had a couple of good games. I can't remember what the game was before Stoke. Uh, I don't know if he made like a couple of, I can't really remember, but, you know, you're looking at like the Blackpool game. He was brilliant and saved the penalty. He'd had a couple of good games of the early on in the season. I thought, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's starting to come into it. And Bender got slated after the Oxford performance. So I didn't see that change coming at all. But since he's made that change, it seems to have changed, you know, the performance. We seem to be playing a lot better. I know it's not that on its own, but 
you know, that seemed to be a lot better. Definitely less sort of giving chances away needlessly from trying to play out from the back. I know Ben got slated against Oxford, but I still maintain that was wood. That's not yeah. good for me. Like, that's a hospital pass to the keeper, and you can say you should deal with it better, but you should never have played that ball. So, I yeah, you could say ultimately the keeper should do better, but that's the, when you're the keeper, you're always the last man. So, when something like that happens, yeah, you immediately get in stick, but ultimately, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't give the like wood a free pass for that. He's improved dramatically, dramatically after it would have, uh, going back to individual errors, which we'll touch on with Carl Norton in a bit. Um, you know, it happens sometimes. Doesn't mean a player can't bounce back from it. Was, it um, but I don't blame Bender for that. Was it Wood? I thought it was one of the youngsters that passed it back to him. I thought Wood I came remember. off the bench and did it, or was it not? Was it Wood? Or it might have been. I can't remember. But I just, I just, you know, I, I don't blame him for that one either. But I just thought with like he had criticism and Fisher was the man. I just didn't. That was quite a shock that he actually did change that. I think he's Maybe done the right thing, move. but. Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, he's been. Has anyone seen? Nah, it wasn't seen or heard from Congress? He started, didn't he? he? Started. It was. Um, yeah. I'm trying to look now. Who came on? Wood did come on as a sub. So it was either Wood or. Oh, was it um, Azim? Yeah, um, it might have been. Maybe. It was one of them. Um, I can't remember now. I, I seem to think calling out Wood at the time, but it might have been, might have been the youngster. But then, like again. It's a bad pass for him, but you, you don't want to jump on his back too much either because it was his first, it was his debut. Like, do you know what I mean? He's, he's, whatever, it's done now. That's old news. We spoke about that. Um, but yeah, I didn't see it come in, but it's been a good change, to be fair. So fair play to him. And immediately that did change things because QPR were the first team, I think, in the league to have more possession than us. And they actually had 54% in that game, which is completely unheard of from us. We were getting like high 60s, 70s in most of the season before this. Going down to forty six percent, and again a one 0 win. I just didn't think Martin added in him to to change the game that much. You'll take that. You'll take it all day. I take it hundred percent. I'm just shocked. Yeah. Oh yeah, to be, I agree. Like, proven wrong, but I'm shocked. I didn't think I didn't think he was going to change it that much. I think you can sort of mark it as the the Stoke game. That's when everything seemed to change. We were that in that game. We were so much better going forward. And we'll, we'll come on to other players that have made that happen. But we were so much better going forward. And it seems to be from that game onwards. And that was Fisher's last game as well. So I think after that, obviously, he's tweaked Fisher out. And we've been so much better going forward from there. And yeah, I've, I was thinking I was looking at it earlier. We were averaging like 65% possession up to that game. And then I think it's like 50-odd after that. Yeah. And the performances have been so much better. Definitely. Um, yeah, so let's go into the players that have made that happen anyway. And the QPR game specifically, Ollie Cooper got his first assist ah, of the league season. He's been outstanding. Yeah, assistant Joel Pro. So he's the main person, I would say, that's yeah. allowed us to st- stop the rut, if you like. And it does look like the rut's been stopped. If you look at the form, um, obviously, you know, we could go into the next run of fixtures and it could go back to a couple of losses, they're quite hard games coming up. So you yeah. know, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. But in the last four, two wins, a draw, and a loss. That's really not that bad form. Um, no, that shoots you up the table in the league. Yeah. Anyway. 
And it has. It has done. We're in mid-table now. We're actually, funnily enough, only one win off fifth place, which is crazy <laughs> considering how much stick Martin's had all year. And I'm not trying to say he hasn't deserved criticism at all, but that's how, where the league is at the moment. You look, Cardiff just sacked their manager, which I thought was a bit random. Um, yeah. The league's all over the place. No. Like, Other than the top two or top two on maybe Burnley, I can't see anyone really starting to come around and put a run together. Everyone's a bit all over the place. Yeah, I know. It's just toxic, the championship is. Um, I Well, you, as you know, I criticised him quite heavily. I was starting to get a little bit worried because um, I didn't think he had it in to change it, but I will hold my hands up and say he has changed it and it's worked. Um, I was worried going into the Hull game um, because what, what was happening then, obviously previously we weren't playing very well, and obviously losing games. And then we were playing well and still losing games. We weren't getting the results. And you just think it's got all the hallmarks of just one of them seasons where you just can't get points on the board. So that Hull game was absolutely massive in terms of turning the performance into a result and a good win as well. Um, So we'll just see what happens now. That's why I put hope going forward. Just because I think he has changed it, in all fairness. Fair play to him. We've got to keep that going forward now. If they can carry on, up, just need to pick up results in this league. You just need, to, however they come, you just got to pick up results. Yeah, so obviously, Ollie Cooper, I mentioned <clears throat> in terms of my three word review, energy brings oh. points. He's just like, doesn't stop running oh. when he's on the pitch, closing people down, Standard. he's getting himself into spaces, he's he's taking people on. I think that's, that's something that's a little bit, um, yeah, yeah, underrated a little bit, I think, in our, our system because, yeah, we're passing it around a bit, but when people do low low blocks or like stay back a bit and it's hard for us to break them down and we're just passing it sometimes that one person that will try and get past them and if you get past him and you're behind the line that's when they've always got to start shuffling around a bit and this is where my criticism comes in of Patterson and Cham specifically they're not doing that they're really not doing that at all um Soranola is still working his way into the into some sort of form I do think he's improving but you know he's he's not the lead or the Christie yet that we had last season. Manning is doing a decent job from the left, but I think mainly he's been our only threat for much of this season. Um, Patterson and Cham like pedestrian, but Ollie Cooper coming in, usually in space of one of those two, has really really changed the way that we are playing now. He doesn't always have the most accuracy with his passing. I've got his stats off of the QPR game here, 59%. But I don't care because he can have 50 40% passing accuracy if he's that one player trying things and gets an assist or gets an opportunity created as a result of it. Um, trying things but losing the ball sometimes. But then you got the assist for Joel Perot's 1-0 winner. Um, whereas like the other guys, a bit more safe. They're not taking people on. They're just... Not really moving. That's the one thing that I've noticed recently, especially in Cham. He likes the ball to his feet. And then all of a sudden he's yeah. turning and there's two players in front of him. Can't do anything past the back. Same as Patterson. Out on a wing, drops a bit deeper. He's not really doing much. The best thing I've seen him do recently was that turn in the box at, against Sheffield, which ended us <laughs> ended up in the opportunity for them where they scored. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But I don't know what you think of these two, but I think... I didn't realise that at the time. Everyone, I think, is ha- um, has the good memories of perhaps Patterson's good form from last season. Really, yeah. 
really good first half of the year. Obviously, we had the drama in January. Never quite was the same afterwards. I'm not really sure why he hasn't been the same. He just doesn't look as lively. doesn't look as much of a threat. He hardly getting shots away at the moment. Um, and then you see Ollie Cooper coming in, and you, you literally can see the difference. What that yeah. energy that Ollie Cooper's bringing, the raw talent in a way, is offering. And there's no coincidence how a form has upturned as a result for me. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I did go as far and to say he's like one of the single players that dragged us out of that out of that rut. I think because when he started against Stoke, you could see the instant difference. It's just the intensity. I remember when I was criticising Russell Martin earlier on. I said his system needs to be needs to have a high intensity because he always spoke to, he always spoke about fitness and having a preseason. That that style of play always needed that intensity, and I just don't think that like players like you said, like in Cham and Patterson, were making that happen. You could and you can literally see the difference overnight when he put Ollie Cooper in that Stoke game because we were absolutely brilliant going forward. Yeah, we were still a bit ropey at the back, but going forward, we always looked like we were creating something, and it was always going through him. He was everywhere. Yeah, and I, and you're right as well. I think having him come in and do that, you think, oh yeah, that's what we've been missing. Because the type of football that we play needs that type of player who's, you know, like we 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 always talk about Pablo Hernandez, don't we? That type of player who's just full of energy. Yeah, he'll probably miss like eight yeah. out of ten passes, but then one pass will be an absolute worldie. They'll create a goal. Or he'll just take someone on and slide a pass through and it creates a goal. And we've been yeah. absolutely desperate for that type of player. And I'm chuffed that there's someone like Ollie Cooper who's come from the academy. Because I think I think he's brilliant, and he's definitely highlighted the, um, the poor performances of Incham and Patterson in particular. Because you could see it from the Sheffield United game was a good example where obviously he might not be able to do that for ninety minutes yet, as he hasn't had loads of game time and he's playing at such a high intensity. When he comes off and they come on, you can just see the difference straight away. It's just totally dropped off. Yeah, and it's not to say the others are not trying to do something. They're just trying very lazily, I think. And people are saying, oh, but Uncham was trying. It's like nah. running when you angle the ball to like... Uh, in the in the Sheffield game specifically, there was a couple of times where he didn't have the ball and he's running to make a challenge. But it's not really his man. He's not really making a challenge. And then he doesn't do anything. And then when he when the ball is won, there was a couple of times the ball's passed into him and his touch was awful. Um, and then on the counter-attack, there's a few times where we're countering, he's just standing there while everyone's running past him, including Joe Allen, when he yeah. should be in these gaps. Like, not standing there, waiting for the ball to come to your feet. You're on the counter-attack, mate. Take it on a run. Um, but yeah, I got from the QPR game, Jimmy Patterson and Ollie Cooper stats here, right? The key one that stands out to me here, ground duels one, okay? Ground duels and then one, sorry. Jimmy Patterson, one ground duel, one zero. Yeah. Ollie Cooper, eight ground duels, one five. Is that did Patterson Patterson started that game as well, didn't he? Yeah, they both started that game. Yeah. And they yeah, would have both yeah. been the players behind Perot. Yeah. Yeah. The two of them Massive in the same difference. position. And then you can also look at the defensive contribution. And you know, Patterson's a move forward. No, they started in the same position. So it's you can compare them identically as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I agree. No tackles from Patterson, one blocked shot, okay? Four tackles from Cooper and a clearance, okay? So, like, just that four tackles just shows 
the energy I'm on about. He's getting places and he's putting his foot in. And sometimes you win the yeah. ball because you've just got there. Um, there was one against Sheffield United, I think, where he's charged the keeper down. Well, he didn't get it from the keeper directly, but the keeper at a... Not yeah. the keeper, sorry. It was Figueredo, was it? Oh, was it the keeper? One of them. And they played a horrendous pass. Figueredo. Yeah, yeah. Again, the game's mixed up. It was the keeper. He charges the keeper down and he plays a horrendous pass. And he tries to be unselfish and square it to Peru. Yeah. Perhaps should have taken a shot off, and that's where his experience maybe is. You know, he needs a bit more. But yeah, he's got the he's got the for him there. No, because yeah. he, he made it himself. He made the pressure. I was gutted for him there because I think he's quite young and he and he's not obviously like a you know like a like a goal scorer. Someone like Perot there would probably use Ollie Cooper to move the keeper and score himself. Um, so I was gutted he didn't get it there. And he left his his like his yeah. square pass a little bit short, but. Um, so I was got because he deserved it, and he was so trying too hard to get like he's like, yeah, yeah. I just want to stay in the team. I'm going to do everything for the team. Like that's he's still quite raw, isn't he? He's still yeah. quite raw, isn't he? Well, he's still young. But he's like, it's better for the team wins. I don't need to get a goal for myself, and that's why he's put. You know, end of the day, in his head, I'm giving it to the top goal scorer. Joel Perot is so clinical. Yeah, like that. The pass just you know, he wanted to know he wasn't going to make it. I guess, and it, it was frustrating, but like. It happens, and he's going to learn from that, and that's important. And it's yeah. fine. I, I wouldn't criticize him at all for it because no, I don't think any of the other two would have got in that position in the first place, and we wouldn't have had that opportunity. No. So, um, fair, fair no. play. And that was like just before he got subbed as well. It wasn't like in the yeah. first half. That was like sixty something minutes when just before he's yeah. coming off. So, and he's still running and making those charge downs. So I think he just deserves all the credit in the world, and we've been on for a quite a year, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he he deserves it. Like I said, I think he's the I think he's the, the number one reason why our our form has changed, just because the way he plays. I just I just think he's I think he's been that good. I think he deserves. We try not to obviously overhype someone after what is it three, four, five games maybe, but yeah, he has generally been that good and deserves all the praise at the moment. He's been. I mean, you, you're throwing him in now. You know, he was on loan in Newport last year playing in League Two. You're throwing him into the championship, playing against like Sheffield United, who were top of the league and flying, and he just didn't look out of place at all. In fact, he was like shining in the game. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he's been brilliant. And there's no way, and there's no way that um, Patterson and Cham should be anywhere near the starting lineup ahead of him. No way. Now. Yeah, and I would also um, like to see him get an outside chance of the Wales squad in some time in the near future. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I think it might have come a bit late for the World Cup, maybe, but you never know if he carries on playing the way he is. It might be and like then, it might be no option if he carries on the way he is. I cause... was, I was a bit gutted because like it's it's kind of sad in a way. But if he starts like scoring goals, then he'll get more notice. But there was one on Saturday, and I was sat right behind it in the first half where he hits it and it is going in the bottom corner, and I was getting up to celebrate. And the defender who's turned the other way it hits the back of his leg and goes wide and he knows nothing about it. And I was gutted for him because he deserved the goal. It was just going in the corner. The keeper stood still and uh, it just clips the heel of the defender who's not even looking. It's like, oh, he, de- he desperately deserved that goal. Um, just for reference as well, I haven't really got much to compare him to on the Hull game because uh, Cham didn't come on. Patterson wasn't even on the bench. Um, yeah. Oko Flex came on a bit late, so did Oberfem. He's only really Kundle, I guess, but Kundle had a good game, so I wouldn't be trying to call him out. <laughs> but um, 
against Hull, 10 ground duels, 1-5. So he's just making things happen. He's trying, he's taking people on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kundal, perhaps it's a different sort of player. He only had one ground duel, but he definitely made an do you think? Do you think Kundal and... Um... Uh, Kundal and Cooper is a bit too attacking because normally they've been playing Fulton alongside him. But now with Joe Allen injured, do you play Grimes and Fulton and bring Kundal and yeah. Cooper in? It can't be, it could too be something. Attacking. It, it can't be too attacking because who do you bring in instead? Because one of the things he's done in the past is put put Joe Peru there and put Obafemi up top, still attacking. Uh, maybe he'll uh, do play that. Cham there or play Patterson there, and I just wouldn't touch either of those. So after Kundal's performance against Hull, well, I believe he got man of the match after coming on for injured Joe Allen. Yeah, he's yeah. got to stay in the team, isn't he? And then you drop in Felton back with Grimes. That's like the only option I can see. I think so, unless he, unless obviously, like you said, he puts Perot there and plays Obafemi forward, which could. But I tell you what, like we were we were worrying before about squad depth. I mean, if Kundal, no, that's obviously only based off one performance. But if he produces that sort of standard every week, and Cooper's producing what he's producing. It could just be a straight shootout for Perot or Obafemi up front. Yeah, because I'd love to see. Yeah, like I was just going to say, I'd love to see Cooper with Perot and Obafemi because I think that could mean goals, but also Kundal as well. So it's like a good headache to have at the moment, and that's without Patterson and Cham, who will have to start picking up form. I don't want Obafemi to come back into the starting lineup. To be honest, not because of any of the situation that's happened, but I think the. Another aspect of our improved form is the shift to put in Peru back to striker position rather yeah. than trying to fit them both in. Peru was absent yeah. for for the early part of the season, essentially, in terms of his goal scoring. Um, and he's getting chances again now as a striker. So I'd rather just keep him there. And over time, he's got to work to oust him. There's two strikers, is one position. So one on the bench, one starts easy. Because if we, we start the both of them, we've got no one to bring on anyway. So yeah. Obviously, Cullen's injured, so I'd rather see the other two. They look like you know they're working hard. They're putting a, a format on a pitch, so they deserve to be there. Um, but back to like you said about it being too attacking, I don't see why it is too attacking. Looking at our next next opponents, I said difficult run. West Brom are actually lower than us in the league now. They're twenty first. They've only got ten points, two less than us. Where? Yeah, West matches, Brom been awful. So, it's awful, a, you know, we, we should go there and try and like continue where we left off. Really, why, why should we be? It's, the name is West Brom. They only got relegated, you know, not so long ago. Um, that's that's what people remember: parachute payment club, all the rest yeah. of it. But they're not playing well. So, no, I'm, I'm less worried about. Well, we usually do well against West Brom away. Anyway, it's usually a good ground for us. Not normally, but. Um, I'm not not so worried about that game. It's the games after, where we've got like Watford away and Burnley away, Sunderland at home. We've been playing well. There's three. Those yeah. are the three after that are tough. But well, uh, I, I don't see why we can't get something. Goal. Yeah, I don't see why we can't go at West Brom and um, and get something in that game. Again, though, in theory, like say it was Sunderland we play in this week. If we beat them, we'd be the same points as them. So you know, you're saying they're playing well yeah. and all this. So does yeah. that mean we've had a good season as well? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, a win, a win changes everything. We that's why I think we needed to win. We needed to win that whole game, like I said before. You know, you're going into the international break. Um, you know, we were in the bottom three going into the game. It's just you just want. And I know it doesn't mean much at this stage, but we just, I just want you just needed a result at that stage because the form had got better, but we just needed more results. 
and a good three yeah. 0 win as well. It's just it just changes the mood around the whole team. Yeah, because the performance against Sheffield United was very good. So yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, they matched them. Maybe we should touch on that the game generally. Not much to say about the whole game. We had quite a few chances. They had a few chances as well. If you look on a balance of it, uh, with a non-biased view after the game, I think it's fair to say a draw would have been decent for both teams. Yeah. In terms yeah. of the game, I don't think we deserve to lose the game, but no. we were pushing for the win. So, like, you know, we took a risk, it didn't pay off, and we got caught out with an individual error on the counter attack. That's, that's what it was in this occasion. But, you know, an, another day, Patterson turns. The one good thing I mentioned earlier that he's done that I've seen in the last couple of weeks, where he's in the penalty area and he does a turn and kind of, he, he nearly gets a shot away. There's a last ditch tackle from defender who he gets a shot away he's in the box and the clearance just falls nicely to Brewster um, who takes Norton on and we mentioned this in the preview to Hull, Norton should bring him down really, he tries to like I didn't really know what he's trying to do, just run across him, take the ball away with him, I'm not really sure. Tries to like buy a foul I think, I think he tries to run across him for um, Brewster to clip him but Brewster reads it and sort of just jumps out of the way Yeah um, and if there is contact, it's probably accidental. So, uh, it's not a foul. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't you'd be frustrated it. perhaps if that got blown against us the other way round. So, yeah. Um, I know Martin was adamant that it's a foul because he's believe you know no one's saying he got clipped, isn't he? That's basically what's going on. No one's saying look, he clipped my heel. I felt the contact, and I've fallen as a result of it. And he's probably not lying, but that doesn't mean like. You know, if two players are running in the same direction, sometimes you do clip the heel. And it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, I think. It's just a mistake, I think. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, I think if he has that back again, he probably probably just wipes him out, takes a yellow card, and we get a point. But Yeah, I said, he should just just ankle tap him when he's on his way down. Oh, just do anything. Just do anything there at that stage of the game. 94th minute, just pull his shorts down, do anything. So he falls (laughs) over, just... Put him in the row. Put him in the yeah. row's head. Just yeah. And then furthermore, ultimately, it's not Cabango's fault, but I don't necessarily think he defended the best when he was one on one with Brewster either, um, because he just allowed the pass to be played. Again, he could have brought him down as well, which it's not his fault. It's more known. I'm just saying there was another opportunity to deal with it. And uh, we didn't. I think Martin touched on that as well. Just the fact that we we had opportunities to deal with it, and we didn't deal with it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, ultimately, I know there's been a lot of late goals, and it's been a bit of a theme. And we've been perhaps questioning mentality and the late collapses, and this happened again, and all the rest of it. But I genuinely think you can't link this incident into the group of those things, because I just think it's an individual error, and that is what yeah. it is. Like, as I think, is there's no mentality issue there. Just you made a mistake. Yeah, we could have easily was. scored at the other end two seconds earlier. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, totally okay, so that's the Sheffield game. But yeah, top of the league, they didn't necessarily look like it when they came down here. So it was a good performance from us. No, they're flying at the moment as well. I mean, you know, we played well. McBurney didn't have a sniff. He had like one chance in the first half, and he which he put over, which was a good chance. But apart from that, he wasn't he wasn't in the game at all. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you're right with what you said earlier. The other thing about this game is Patterson and Cham came on for Fulton and Cooper at the same time, I think. 
and it changed the game completely. Like it didn't necessarily make Sheffield United dominant, but it took away any attacking threat that we had. And when you when you think of when you actually think on the face of it, and this is where a lot of my frustrations come from, and it kind of clicked in my head watching this game. That those two is a lot of the reason we've been poor this season. You're taking off Cooper, who yeah, is an attacker, but Felton, who's playing in that role, is not an attacking midfielder. So when you bring yeah. it on and Cham, who is supposedly an attacking midfielder, and Patterson, who is an attacking midfielder slash winger, and it gets worse, that's when you start asking questions. And yeah. you should credit Felton as well. Yeah, yeah, I think Fulton's been great since he's been pushed pushed him forward. I think he's been good. I think he complements Cooper quite well. I think that's a good yeah. good combination. Um, yeah, we, we, yeah, I know. I just agree with you on the Encham and Patterson thing. We've we've touched on it earlier. Just the way they change yeah. the game. I think they're the wrong players to be bringing off the bench as well in a tight game to bring. But they did. He did the same against Stoke. He brought Patterson on and Encham then. I think and. Stoke, obviously, our attacking threat was completely gone. We weren't offering anything going forward then, and we were backs against the wall. And they obviously Fisher makes the mistake as well, but it was the same in that game because that was the the best game at that point us going forward. And then he brought them on, and it was the same. Took Cooper off and Fulton, and it was yeah, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, I just wanted to. I know we touched on it earlier, but I wanted to touch on it from the perspective of Fulton this time because he had a lot of stick last year. Um, yeah. And early this season, he's had quite. There was a thread I saw of all these late collapse games that we've had over the, the end of last season and the start of this season. And someone was trying to highlight how every time it happens, Felton gets oh, yeah. Felton's on the pitch. Yeah. Like, not that Grimes is on the pitch every time, or Fisher's on the pitch every time, or Perot's on the pitch every time. It doesn't mean anything. But Felton's on the pitch every time, so it must mean something. Absolute yeah. ridiculous. But, um, yeah. Do you want to credit how, in this instance, quite often this season, he's gone off and it's got worse? Don't see the thread about that. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, 100%. I think he's been great as well, playing further forward since he's pushed him there. I think he's been great. Yeah, it's not his position. It's like Corey Smith again. We we criticised some of his performances last year, but not his own fault because he was in positions he wasn't used to. And both of them, like, they're working hard and they're trying... They're hardest in positions they're perhaps not used to. Felton perhaps getting a bit more used to it now, and he's playing well. To be fair, like he's 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 creating stuff sometimes, and he's got a good press on him. He's working hard, and that's what you all you can ask for, really. And I think he deserved to be there. Yeah, you've got to be careful with players like like Fulton because they definitely go underrated because they just seem to be like there, and then when they make a mistake, it's it's highlighted because they're like, oh, like what does he do? But like he's just a he's a really good player at this level. He's a solid player, championship player, and they're good value at the moment. Like players like Corey Smith as well. Like it's hard to get these experienced championship players. I think Fulton's been been brilliant, and it's funny. It's right where you said like people highlighting Fulton in threads. I I, I just keep noticing him more the more. Um, it's just an agenda against some players, isn't there? Because I found it funny on the weekend. It's like like first 60 minutes was a bit of a worry because we hadn't scored we'd had a few chances it was getting a bit it was getting a bit tense crowd was starting to get a bit annoyed because we weren't like creating no we weren't scoring goals I was thinking oh we need to win this game and um, players were getting stick if they 
missed misplaced a pass like Fulton. Oh my god, oh, what's he doing? Oh, you know, all this all these murmurs in the crowd. But then like someone like Joe Allen makes a mistake and it's kind of like, Oh, unlucky, unlucky, go on, Joe, let's keep going. Yeah. It's just like, well, well no, not that, not that I'm not that I'm criticizing Joe Allen because he's he's been outstanding, but like he makes a mistake as well, and it's kind of the attitude, like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's Joe Allen. But then like Fulton makes a mistake and everyone's like, Oh my god, get him off, like rubbish. Be interested to see actually. I got a feeling Felton's actually played most games for Swansea than Joe Allen has. Oh god, that's a big shout. Because how long was Joe Allen here before he went to Liverpool? Like how many seasons was he in the first team? Uh, oh god, good question. Um, you know I'm gonna find out. I think it's his first season was the um I'm pretty sure was the um the Martinez season in the championship when he scored against Cardiff in the derby. Minion Park. I think that was his first season. Okay, so, so uh, Felton's had... Oh, it would have been a while, mind. It would be a while. Oh, he might have played before that as well. 135 appearances for Swansea. I think Joe Allen be more than that. I think he played for us in no, that's, one that's as well. What, that is what Allen is. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, God, Felton's it's more had 154. Has he played more games? Yeah, so all this, like, yeah. just, I know he's from our academy and Alan has good memories, he was in a most successful period and all the rest of it. Felton's also been a good servant, so let's appreciate that. Like, yeah, you know, we signed him youth from, you know, from Falkirk, I say youth, he played 83 games for them, but he was a prospect when he came to us in the Premier League and he had to sit on our sidelines for years in the Premier League before he actually had a, you know, a good chance. He had a bit of a run under Bob Bradley and then... <laughs> Made bits and bobs yeah. appearances later on. Um, obviously, in the championship, though, he's been a mainstay for us. Like, he's been one of them players. I think, like Grimes, probably we only two perhaps left in the squad now. That when we go relegated, they really helped us out. Like, so I think we just should appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Surprised that's that, but that's yeah. but that's the that's in your head, isn't it? Like that's the the mentality of the fans, like. You think Joe Allen has made like millions of appearances and he's a club legend, which obviously he is, but um you think like Fulton who's been there during our more difficult times and played more games. It's just you wouldn't I think if you asked most people they'd be surprised at that. Yeah. Definitely. But that's why I in my head I was like, hmm, I'm wondering because Yeah. Well, this is what, a fifth season in the championship now since we've come down. Um and he's been there, every, you know, all of them. And I, I just know that Alan obviously was young when he went to Liverpool, but I know he had a couple of seasons in the Championship and one in the Prem. So yeah. I was, I thought it might have been quite close. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not really surprised, but I think I just want to raise awareness to that because I think he's a bit undeserved with some of the criticism that he gets, <clears throat> and we definitely would miss him if he goes because we were going to bring in like from our current team if you sold him. I, I just. We just Liam Walsh. Well, maybe we're gonna have one match out of him. <laughs> but exactly, like that's there's a couple of players we tried replacing, like even Corey Smith. You know, he come, he's gone already. So I don't think there's that much difference in quality between Felton and Smith necessarily. They're slightly different in what they do, but you're not going to get that much better in the championship, are you? No. You get a downs, and he's gone after one year, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if you're going to pluck another downs out of it, you're not going to have him for long. But as at least Felton is there, like, yeah, 
no one's sniffing around him in the Premier League. He's going to do a good job for us. If we got promoted, maybe the conversation changes about, depends who we bring in, doesn't it? But that's another story for another day. Um, lastly, then, in regards to these games, remember our preview game that we talked about the scores and uh, you were quite cautious? And I said, yeah. we're going to knock three past them. Yeah, I remember. I had faith. I had faith. Um, but it, it came true. I mean, two of their goals were kind you know, nicely wrapped. Early Christmas presents, perhaps. But yeah. there could have been more. I will say, yeah, I will say, like, we just, we deserve to win the game 3-0, no matter what. But um, it was getting a bit tense before Manning's goal. Just thought it was going to be one of them games. And how, as poor as they were, up to that point, they did have a couple of, like, mini sort of counter-attacks where you thought, oh, my God, please, no, don't, like, just catch us cold here and get a bit of a smash and grab. Um, but then that man in goal completely changed the game then. Um, and then Hull fell apart. Oh, my God, they were awful. Yeah, just so this is apart. one of our most complete performances this season, even potentially under yeah. Martin. Um, 60% possession, 17 shots, five on target. Hull had six shots, one on target. Um, so yeah. it would have been absolutely robbery if they did smash and grab. Oh, it would have been, um, yeah, absolutely. We just thought it was going to be one of them games because, like, we did the bar three times. Yeah. And then you just think, like, as the game goes on, and we were so dominant without a goal, you just think, oh, you just think they're just going to get a rubbish goal here and steal it 1 0. And I think that was the worry that was creeping in. But then as soon as that first goal went in, it was, um, that was game over. Yeah. So we had four big chances. We missed one, apparently. Um, we obviously hit the woodwork three times, but I think two of them didn't count as big chances necessarily. Good chances, but not necessarily like clear cuts. Yeah. I think they were just yeah. good, um, good shots, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but also something interesting: five of Hull's six shots came from outside of the box, so it's not even like they weren't even working anything, you know, clear cut either, really. No. Um, oh no! The only the only time the only time they had anything was if they they just had a little sort of mini counter attack and then it just sort of came to not much. Um, they didn't really they they didn't really cause us any problems. Really, we looked pretty solid throughout the game. It's not working that well for them at the moment. They've obviously got this uh, new manager in from Turkey. I think Turkey or somewhere over. Yeah, I think has managed in Turkey definitely. They've got the Turkish owners and a lot of new players. They conceded a lot of goals. They've conceded twenty-one this season now, which is nearly twice as many of us. And you know, we're not saying we've got that uh, the best defense at the moment. Um, yeah, four losses in a row, heavy defeats as well. So it's, I'm surprised to thought how we're going to push to be right this year, but it's not quite working for them at the moment. But then, having said that, they're only one point below us, so anything could change. It's just their form currently. It's not just the loss, 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 which can easily change. It's what we mentioned in the preview video, isn't it, about how many they conceded. That's why it feels yeah. perhaps different to them at the moment. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It seems like we're look... swapping directions, isn't it? Yeah, and when you look at the goals they conceded against us, like the two gifts oh. they gave us, like it's unbelievable, and you can see why they've conceded so many when that's... Their defense just fell apart after one nil. Like, what's Figueredo doing? Seriously, like that pass was. That's like they what did I us a major. Football. It is a major favor there because Perot should have had about, should have had a hat trick because he hit the bar twice and he had some good chances. It just wasn't happening for him. And then 
all of a sudden he has that gift and gets his goal and you don't know what that does for his confidence just by sticking yeah. one in the back of the net. Unbelievable. But I'm sure Figueredo had a bit of a mare when he played for Nottingham Forest against us in the cup game. I think we won 4-1. Oh, yeah. The keeper came on in that game, actually. But um, I'm pretty sure they went 1-0 up, didn't they? And then... Um, Cullen scored 2 didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cullen scored 2 Yeah, and then he got game, injured, yeah. didn't he? Got injured again, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure Figueredo had a bit of a mare in that game. I no, think probably. He, if it's the same guy, pretty sure it is. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. And then the second one, the Cundle goal. I don't even know what to <laughs> say about that. Was that Figueredo as well? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I can't remember who it was. I remember what, like, I remember what happened. He kind of like he basically seems like the keeper's the coming behind him. I think he kind of like tries to buy a foul because he thinks the keeper is a Swans player, and he just goes down. And then Cundle's just there. He's I like, just can't oh, believe right, he wasn't even yeah, but Cundle. Fair play for making that run because. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, they wouldn't be making that run, but um, like, no, came from quite far out. Like, I didn't even think there's not like House even sniffed that out. It's unbelievable, really, because it should never have been just there. The ball was literally in the box, safe as anything, with a couple of um Hull players there. Two of them collide, fall on the floor, and the ball is literally just in the Hull around the penalty area. Um, near the penalty spot to the left, just there, literally there with an open goal. And he, yeah. he kind of jumps over one of the guys on the floor, takes it yeah. in stride and slots it in. Like, it's unbelievable how that's happened in the championship, really. Quite. Yeah, I know. But um, you take it, take them however they come. But the work rate was rewarded, I think, you can definitely say. Um, yeah. Yeah, so should have scored more, but three, uh, maybe could be seen as a turning point let's hope uh before we go on to the little game then a couple of appearances of note in that game though ryan woods who won that got away from a couple of years ago and cyrus christie yeah christie yeah shame really with christie he's quite good uh for us but reception. Uh, yeah he did yeah to be fair he did have a decent reception he had a bit of a clap when he came on but uh strangers on the bench well he only recently moved he didn't he, he join them quite late? In, it was quite late, through, was it? Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So he's probably just working his way into the team. Um, maybe he'll start after they, they keep defending this way. But um, on the flip end of the spectrum, Michael Obafemi, he came off the bench. Mixed reaction? Yeah, it was quite a few boos, actually, for Obafemi when he came on. I spoke to some people about it, and they seemed to think the boo was for a whole player who was on the ground, but I don't know. I There's no way, because it was literally as um, the stadium announcer said, Obafemi, and he ran on the pitch, and then the booze happened. Um, well, Martin addressed so his press conference. So I think uh, that's right, well, yeah. So, I mean, somebody can... But I, 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 I didn't buy that anyway. I think it was definitely for him. It was strange, really, because I didn't think... I don't know. I didn't think when he was coming on, I didn't think, oh, boo him. Because... We don't, we don't, we don't hundred percent know what's what's going on. Um, we we never will. We never, we never know what's going on hundred percent behind the scenes. But I think, like, we managed to keep hold of him. He's been a great player for us when he's on form. But and now we've got him back. Like, let's get him back in the side if we can get him playing like he did last year, scoring goals. Then, yeah. then great, great for us. I mean, if as long as he's coming in and putting in hundred percent now and like he was before and scoring goals, then. Then I'm happy with that. I said, I said to you, I think long term, 
he probably needs to go with the attitude. Like, obviously, he had a bit of a tantrum last season, and now if that's what it is this season, then that's the second time it's happened. And maybe long term, he needs to maybe try and move him on. But I think as we manage to keep hold of him, if he if he's putting in a shift and scoring goals, then uh, you know, fine by me. He's pulled on a shirt, then he and he's gone onto the pitch. So like, to. Do you want him to put, not bother? Because I'm sure, like, yeah, yeah. if he's the sort of player who's Ed's going to drop, like, we got him to January regardless. We don't have a second striker at the moment. Um, like, he could just, I think he deserves the support until, like, there's a reason to not support him. And I don't think there's not a reason yet. I mean, you could be I think he's in... disappointed with the way that he's acted. But ultimately, if he's still putting the effort in on the pitch, then you should still back him while he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah, but there we go. I remember like Patterson when he played in the when he had his first game back last season after all that contract dispute when he played against Blackburn. He had a decent reception, didn't he? So a few boos. I can't remember. Well, see if he goes. He to played well in Patterson that game. Now. He played well in that game. He had um, got an assist for Obafemi's goal against Blackburn. I think he had a good reception when he got taken off the pitch. So mm. uh, I don't know. I think I think Obafemi's earned a bit more respect obviously with his performances last year and his performance in the derby and you know just I don't know well, I didn't see the need to boo him maybe you know it's a one-off and people have booed him like and they got it out now right we were disappointed with how you've analyzed yourself he has a yeah, bit of a, yeah. a I mean, way yeah, for us to communicate that maybe you know if, yeah, it that's fair enough. if it continues maybe it's a problem but one time where they booed the first time he's come on like I'm not happy with how you've handled it do better like sort yourself out yeah that's fair him from now on you know maybe that's the case I hope anyway. Um, I think there's no more points to talk about in regards to the. the well, the only thing like, we can do just a quick, just uh, I'll make it quick. I was just going to say, I think Manning's been really good lately. I think he's been brilliant lately. Last last couple of games, yeah, I think it's he's harsh played really that he's well. Been left out of the island squad. Yeah, I think that's that's really harsh because I think he's been brilliant in the last sort of three or four games in particular. Um, so I just note that the other one is. It's a bit of a mystery to me. Is why is Harry Darling not playing? Because the other three are doing well. I see. I don't know. It seems a bit strange to me that he's just fallen out of the squad and not getting any looking. Considering this was supposed to be a really good signing, and he was brilliant, and Premier League clubs were after him, and he was a player that Martin yeah, wanted. Yeah, only and... a couple of games, isn't it? Like if he's not performed so far and then settled in, and the others have, I think it's more like. Wood was meant to be perhaps the one that's at the squad player side in, but has done really well. So, yeah, Wood's been brilliant lately as well. I will say that. Like Martin apparently wanted to sign Wood for MK Dons a few times, so it's not you know he's been after him for a while. So he obviously knows about him. Maybe yeah. Harry, it's it's that classic, isn't it? Harry Darling's the one that we spent the fee on. Yeah, but he hasn't settled as well. He hasn't performed as well on the pitch. Yeah, um, maybe that is maybe it. Maybe Harry Darling would perform a lot better now with Bender behind him but but he Maybe, got dropped yeah. before that happened so like we don't know Norton I think is a mainstay I think he's the one he looks to for the experience and to lead the back line so I can't see him dropping out and um, I know well, he, he's talked about got Cabango it. coming back in and doing really well so he, he's, he was saying how much Cabango has improved since uh, Martin came to the club so I just think it's one of them isn't it where who would you drop for he's, him when the other just being kept out now? of the side yeah. I know, I just thought it was a bit, you know, just a bit, a bit strange as well, but you may be right, he maybe just hasn't settled in yet. Because before um, he got dropped, I think it's the third game he didn't start now, 
but before he got dropped, he was rotating all of them. Yeah. So like there was one where Wood got dropped. I think Cabango got dropped in one. I think Norton's the only one that hasn't. Um, ultimately, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I just always thought he was going to be the one that um, took over that Norton role because yeah, I'm not sure how long Norton's got left. Um, especially maybe when we get to the tail end of the season. We've played a lot of games. Well, he'll have a break now with the World Cup, but I mean, towards the end of the season, when it gets a bit packed, he's probably going to pick up a few knocks, isn't he? Miss yeah. a few midweek games, maybe. So, Darlin got dropped for the QPR game and we won. So, I'd imagine that's why he's kept the back. So, just team. don't change it, yeah. And then, and kept the clean know, sheet. even though we lost against Sheffield United, it's just the one mistake marginally away from a draw against top of the league so again probably like consistency let's see if it improves yeah, our performance overall and we did we got a win against Hull so you could have another you know, clean sheet yeah so I mean it's working at the moment so I think he's just he's got to earn his way back into the squad now regardless of what we paid for him yeah that's fair I think you know people like he's, like you just said the expectation of him coming in and doing this doesn't always work from right at the start. Like, you know, look at Gihi, he was everyone hated him when he first came. Yeah, true. So yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Um okay. Let's move on. We got West Brom next. We're not gonna it's over a week away, so if we do a podcast next week, we'll talk about that then. Um uh, hoping we can get tickets and go to that one, but we'll uh let you know, I guess, when that happens and then Maybe we can get some content if that does happen. But let's uh, end on a little bit of a uh, fun note with a little game. So who started oh, yeah. when Swansea played West Brom in 2012 at the Liberty Stadium and won 3-1? So you get points for the starting team. You get points for the manager. One point for the manager. Uh, point each for the subs bench, but obviously you only get seven guesses. Um well, you only get one guess for each position, essentially. And bonus points if you can name the goal scorers. Oh, God. Also, it's when three, I say one. goal scorers, it was obviously 3-1. So even if you think, in theory, somebody had a hat-trick and scored an own goal, then I wouldn't just take the one name. I would. You need to say, like, this name scored one, I two, three. I'd on this. Well, yeah, because otherwise, you know, you could Brutal. get lucky. Not handing out points. No. Um, this is the game, isn't it? Which everybody goes to. This is one well, of I the always go to top it, yeah, Swans I, games of all time. I think, no, I agree with you. I think it is one of the I best. I think it was the pinnacle of the era. It was. I think it was. I think that was the peak of that football, wasn't it? It was just, we were unplayable. That first 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, it was like watching Barcelona in Swansea. It was, that was, yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. That was definitely. So uh, I don't know where to start really. I think the well, I think the best place to start is up top. So uh, Michu was playing up top. Yeah, Michu started a striker. Correct. Yeah, and then the famous three wingers behind him, rotating like just danger, was um, Pablo, Dyer, and Routledge. Quality. That changed that, yeah, the game. Like, was and he, ne- and he never did better. it again. He never did it again. He never he played not... the three wingers behind him ever did again. Pablo no, because I remember. Pick up an injury or something straight away after. 
I can't remember. I'm James sure I remember time. everybody saying like, oh, you know, let's do that again. Put, play the three wingers. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I remember in one interview further on in the season, I'll say the manager was loud up, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Further on in the season, he said something about tactics. Oh, everyone, you know, everyone thinks they know and they should just, you know, play the three wingers. But he said like, it doesn't work in every game. And I remember he actually had to address it because it was like so much demand for after that game. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, look what happened after. Um, okay, so that's the three wingers. I think yeah, this was his um, first season, so we did. It was, yeah. This season, yeah, we did. Yeah, so I think behind them would it have been the Guzman? No, that's oh, what I would guess. Incorrect. Uh, would it have been key? He was the other midfielder, so you got one midfielder wrong, so you can't have another go with that. That's I'll tell you at the end who that was. Oh, so harsh. Um, right, goalkeeper. Now, there's two in mind. I can't tell you now one. because obviously you've got to the bench, haven't you? So I can't tell you now. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think because there's always that season there was one and then he got injured and the other one was playing. So I'm trying to think if they would have been starting this game. For those listening, uh, have a play along in your car or wherever you're listening to. And if you're watching on YouTube, have a play along in the comments and let us know below how many you've got. And be honest, anyone can say they got them all, but just have a bit of fun and be honest and let us know in the comments how many did you actually get of this team the subs the goal scorers the manager when did I'm just speaking out loud now obviously you don't have to ask me I'm trying to think when Vorm went to Spurs I want to say well, this is that... the second season in the Premier League if that happens. yeah yeah I know yeah so I yeah but he was still there wasn't he was he I think Tremel was in goals correct oh, thank god for that stressful that was Okay, go right back. Uh, Rangel? Correct. Left back? Rangel. Uh, ben Davis? Yeah. Centre backs? Ashley Williams and Chico? Yeah. Okay, so you've got one player what, wrong. What team that was? Starting 11. Let's go on to the subs bench. Get seven names. Obviously, you got one wrong in the first team. God, I'm struggling with this. I, I didn't tell you if they were or weren't involved in the match day squad. Yeah. So it's up to you if you want to take that. God, risk. I got a blank here. I'm just trying, to think, just trying to think who else we had in midfield at that time. Adiel. Um. Right. Let's have a think who was playing at that time. Let's go with uh, Schechter on the bench. Schechter was on the bench. Didn't score. Oh, took that <laughs> away. But whatever. You knew that anyway. <laughs> Schechter on the bench. Uh, let's go with Tiendali. Tiendali was on the bench. Or a lad. <laughs> Caltiro. Um, yeah, but he hit the post in the in the cup final. Yeah, that would have been absolute ructions if he scored in that final. Who else was on the um 
Let me think. Let me think. Uh, Gary Monk on the bench. Gary Monk was on the bench. Oh, here we go. And that's before Chico Flores tried throwing a brick at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, I don't know if he was... Oh, let's say the Guzman was on the bench. The Guzman was on the bench. How many is that? You've got three left. i got three left. Uh, one of them's going to be a goalkeeper. And... Does it? Wasn't last time. Oh, that's true, yeah. That's true. Didn't have a goalkeeper on the bench. Uh, oh, what about Roland Lamar? No. I'm pretty sure he uh, only came from on loan in like January, didn't he? Uh, maybe. But no, he um, has one, two guesses left. Danny Graham? No. He was not there. One guess left. Now. I literally got a blank about our midfield. You must have been Guzman, injured, I guess. Okay. The Guzman and Key is all I can think of. What else do we have playing in midfield? Well, you've already, you've missed the one in the first team as well, but I'm obviously not going to tell you who that is. But I'm just yeah, saying, I know. there's not just one midfielder you're missing. <laughs> I know, and I can't think of any others. Find the goalkeeper then, or maybe there isn't a goalkeeper, but you could take that risk. No, I know. I'm, I'm struggling here now. I, I mean, it's no guarantee there is a midfield, another midfielder on the bench. I'm trying to think if there's any. Whatever the bench, Tian Dali and Monk would have covered the back four. Would we have had a left back on the bench? Neil Taylor. No. So you've uh, three incorrect. I'll tell you who they were now because obviously you might need to know for the substitutions and the goals. Um, so Leon Britton started. Oh, of course, bloody hell! <laughs> oh, that's that's just that's terrible, eyes. Uh, Di Cornell was the goalkeeper. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the other midfielder on the bench was Kemi Augustine. Ah, uh, yeah, bloody Kemi Augustine. Yeah, I, I should have got that. There's another striker on the bench, Luke Moore. Ah, oh, God, yeah, that's poor. I should have got them. Okay, so do you want to have a go at the subs? Oh God, no, no idea. Um, Three of them. Uh, let's say who came on for who? Okay, I reckon Luke Moore came on for Michu. He did not. That's one guess. I want to say that. Quite tricky, but there's bonus points, so that is what it is. De Guzman came on for Key. He did not. And. To complete the hat trick, I will say. Hang on, I'll, I'll be a little bit easier on you, right? You can have half a point because Moore did come on, and the Guzman did come on. We just got the players wrong, so that's kind Not of fair. one point between the two of them because you got half point for each of them. Uh, who else was on but the you, bench? You can have another stab who they came on for, or you can have a go the other one. Nah, I just had have a go. I think maybe, maybe Kemi Augustine came on. For key, he came on, but not for key. So key. Oh, I got the three subs on. So Moore came on for Dyer. De Guzman came on for Pablo, and Augustine came on for Michu. Ah, okay. 
Fair. And finally, the, do you want to see the try to name the goals, including the one for the opposition? Yeah, I know Lukaku scored for West Brom. Yeah, he did. And I want to say Michu scored. Yeah. Routledge scored. Yeah. Routledge scored too? Yeah, he did. Take that. That's not Goal bad. Goals. That's all right. You've done all right in the end. That's not bad. I can't believe you forgot Britain, bad. though. I know. I just, I just think, I don't know. I didn't think he was there at that time. It was stupid. He was there the whole way through. He literally retired after we got relegated, didn't he? Yeah, I know. I was, that was daft. That was. You muppet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good, good effort, I guess, in the end. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, I think that's it then for this one. So, have we got anything else you want to say for the end? Oh, there was one or two news things, wasn't there? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We, oh, there's only one. Swansea looking to appoint the new coach. Um, Adam yeah. Ashgar Torino, who he is, but he's from Dundee United or was at Dundee United before. Fair. Just a coach, isn't it? Because I think his, his second man was his first team coach left a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I believe uh, Luke Williams was at left, yeah, at the start of the year. Um, Sunderland are after this coach as well. So, Maybe we'll get it, maybe we won't, but it looks like we might be in the pole position. Yeah, we'll take it. And Joe Allen looks like hamstring injury a couple of weeks, maybe not too bad, so hopefully it won't be too long till he's back. Yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, on that note then, there's nothing more from me, so have you got anything? No, that's it for me. Okay, so hopefully we've got some good podcasts upcoming. I've been in touch with the Seattle guys. So we can do round yeah. three. I pitched mid to late October to try and get one in before the Wales versus USA match. Sounds good. So, but we'll keep updated on that one, try and sort something out. Um, it'd be good to catch up with those guys because we could actually be in a situation where Jordan Morris is playing against Wales because I think Wales, he's been yeah, up to their squad this time. So is Paul Ariola actually. Um, oh, there we go. So that might be like. You know, bittersweet sort of. I guess it'll be, you'd appreciate playing against as much as there's not many of the Swans lads there, but uh, some of the guys that he might have got to know a little bit when he was down here. It's a shame we didn't yeah. get to see more of him, really. But yeah, it was a shame. Doing it was well again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you very much for listening and watching. If you are on YouTube, don't forget to like the video and subscribe for more content we said for ages we're going to do a giveaway when we get to 500 and we are getting closer i think we're on 460 now so we're edging closer we have been gaining consistent subscribers this season so thank you everyone has clicked that button so far but if you are watching regular you come a couple of times please consider clicking the subscribe button you only need a google account to do it so i think most people have got one of those these days um, and it just means that when we do release videos, they should come up in your feed and you should see everything. And if you want to get notified of when we launch videos, click the bell icon as well. And you should get a pop-up or a push notification when something new comes up. Um, on that note, thanks, Lee, for joining me. And we shall see you in the next one. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team.
with two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.